When you are making love or being intimate and sexual with someone, that is your body saying what words cannot. Don't assume your reaction is going to be the same as someone else's. Learn how to improve your sex life from world-certified sex educator and best-selling author Lou Paget. next on Change Nation from First30Days.com. This Change Nation podcast is presented by City. City never sleeps. Welcome, and thanks for joining me today. I'm Ariane, and today I'm going to be speaking with a phenomenally fabulous, interesting woman called Lou Paget. Lou is actually based in LA. I've been very excited about talking to her for the last couple of days, weeks, I know, since we've had this call scheduled. For the precise reason that Lou is a world-famous and certified sex educator, teaches people everything and anything that they need to know about sex, how to have better sex and improve their sex lives. So our, our call today and our interview today is really focused on the first 30 days of better sex, the first 30 days of improving your sex life. And uh, Lou, I'm thrilled to have you on the, on the program today. My pleasure. <laughs> Lou, I guess this is my, going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Lou, I guess my first question to you is, how did you get started in this field? I know that a lot of what we help people with is how to get started in general. And I guess mm-hmm. my first question is, how, how did this show up for you? What were your first 30 days in this very fascinating field? My first 30 days actually um, originated when I drove out of the driveway leaving my marriage. And what I knew, and so, you know, the first 30 days of leaving something and looking at how, you know, what you, let, you want your life to look like afterwards, and I knew that the one area that had been missing in that relationship had been the intimacy and, the, and, a, and a, you know, good sex life. And I thought, you know, we're all born of this. I can't be the only one looking for it. The information has got to be out there. So... I was making the change of, you know, that relationship, going into a new life, and I wanted more information for the next time I went into a relationship. And the more I looked, the more I couldn't find what I wanted. The typical sources, the adult industry, is men marketing to men about what they know visually works for men. Majority does not work for women. The medical therapeutic had the attitude something was broken or missing. I wasn't broken or missing, (laughs) but I knew that we're all born of this, so... I couldn't be the only one who had information. So I started asking my friends, and it literally took on a life of its own. And that's how I got started into it. I wanted the information for me. And the amazing thing, Lou, is today you are an international best-selling author, I believe, of five books. Correct. Translated (laughs) into 26 languages, represented in 60 countries, and more Mm -hmm. than 3 million copies sold. Correct. And just for the listeners, I'm going to read a couple of them out. Uh, Orgasms, how to have them, give them, and keep them coming. Mm -hmm. The Big O, Orgasms, more. Mm -hmm. Is that the name of the book? That is. That is. And then another one, How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure. Correct. Totally explicit techniques every woman wants her man to know. Mm -hmm. How to Be a Great Lover, Girlfriend to Girlfriend, Totally Explicit Techniques That Will Blow His Mind. And that's the one that got everything started. Oh. That's from the ladies' seminar. (laughs) Of, Of course. So, Lou, what, when going through the first 30 days of better sex, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine a lot of people don't want better sex. How, 
how do people get started? What's day one? What's minute one? What's the first hour? Is it information? Is it a mindset? How do we how do we get people going? Well, the first thing that you have to have is you have to have the intention and know that this is for you. If you have the intention that you want to create this for yourself, it's like having the intention of making your relationship better. No one's going to make your relationship better except you. So I tell people, if you want to have a better sex life and better intimacy, the first thing is that's up to you. And so it could be considered a mindset, but I refer to it as intention, and not because everyone uses that word, but that really is the thing. You have a focus of it, but the, the other thing underneath it, if you are doing this for something other than for yourself, <laughs> that will show up down the road. So give me so, some examples. What might those be? Okay. If someone, if, for example, a woman is wanting to know how to give amazing oral sex because she wants to be able to control a relationship, eventually the controlling of the relationship is going to show up. So it may have worked for a while, but the hidden message and the hidden thing underneath eventually comes to the surface. I understand. You know, in the first 30 days, if you're being, you know, most people are on their really best behavior in a relationship, but eventually the spots of the leopard get shown. It can't help but. So you have to be clean about why you're doing it. So first thing, you have to have the intention. Then you have to look for information that works and feels right for you. If looking at adult material works for you, so be it but don't expect necessarily for it to be accurate. It could be very titillating, not necessarily accurate. If you know that you get better information from listening to other people's experiences, from reading books, from wherever it may be, great. Now, the other thing, some people want to have a, they want to have a push-the-envelope attitude about learning about things. Now, don't do anything that makes the inside core of you not feel good. I mean, I think you and I have had more than one conversation with girlfriends or with male friends where we hear them say, well, you know, I, I just, you know, I was doing it, but I wasn't really enjoying it. Sure. And that, I mean, you are sharing your body. And as one gentleman told me, I think it's such a great line, when you are making love or being intimate and sexual with someone, that is your body saying what words cannot Make sure you're giving and, and delivering the right message. Okay? How many steps do we want for the first 30 days? <laughs> you know, a couple more. So intention I've got, doing right. it, making sure it's for you, Make looking sure the for the right information. Make sure it feels right. Make sure it feels right. Right. Don't assume your reaction is going to be the same as someone else's. For women, we basically get given a number of different messages about sexuality that tell us we're supposed to have the reaction that's portrayed in, you know, adult material or written about in Cosmo, which is not the real world. And here's the thing I tell women in my presentations. Each woman has what is referred to as an orgasmic fingerprint, completely unique to her. So thinking that you have to have the response that someone else does, uh-uh, not the case. The other thing is you have to know your body. For, for many women, what works 
one week out of the month is not going to work the other three weeks. And that is a very natural hormonal cycle. And many times men will go like this, honey, you were climbing the wall last week. Why isn't it working this week? Well, the hormonal shift has changed. So women often go, oh, dear, my body's letting me down. No, your body is doing exactly what it would do. It's just going through a different sensitivity. Lou, a question I have, if someone's decided that this is their intention and it's for them, mm-hmm. there's obviously at least one other person, a second person, that needs to also have that intention and commitment. How do you help someone who is ready and whose partner might not be that responsive or might not be that excited or might just be uncomfortable? You have to plant the seeds. This is like anything else that you plant and then harvest. You have to, and and again, if you want to do something with a partner that you are already with, the easiest way is to say, you know, there's certain things I'd love to try with you. Not, you know, that, you know, and whatever you do, please do not ever say it's because you did something with someone else. I, you know, hand on my forehead, I can't tell you the number of times people have told me they've done that. That's the biggest yikes factor. <laughs> so you have to let them know they have the ability to bring that out in you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And particularly for men, there's a woman I know here in L.A., uh, terrific attorney, very, very conservative, and from a blah, blah, blah family. She has just now gone into a relationship with a gentleman, and she is like, I mean, the best way to describe this, she is like an out-of-control little horn dog. And she and her boyfriend has said, and he's, you know, about 15 years older. He, too, is a very conservative financial fellow. But he said, I, I am, like, amazed. People would never believe that this is what she is like. Mm-hmm. Well, I said to him, but I will bet for you one of the biggest turn-ons is the fact that you have the ability to bring that out in her. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and he goes, absolutely. Now, just taking her or this kind of person as an example, Mm-hmm. Was it a, a mindset shift in her that she was conservative? She might be conservative in her life, her profession, but that it was possible for her to relax, open up, enjoy this part of her life? How do we get people to shift how they view themselves more than the techniques, of which I'm sure I'll, I'll ask you a few questions later? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest thing that made the difference for her was she felt safe with this man. And there was, I mean, it's that odd thing that they'd known each other for years, yet, you know, only knew sort of one another peripherally. But this was, it was like one of those things that just clicked. Now, I will say for the majority of people, to create new in the area of intimacy, it has to be something where you do feel comfortable and because you are vulnerable. And you do feel safe doing so. No one wants to do something where they're going to get, you know, their feelings or, you know, they're, in, they're making an overture to someone and they get squished. That doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. But what you also have to have is you have to make sure that, as I go back to, that it works for you. If someone is trying to be the complete vamp or some... You know, man is trying to be, oh, I can, you know, I can, you know, get any of them, blah, blah, blah. 
it may work for a while, but it is not the thing. If it's not resonating with who you are, don't do it. Lou, for people who are just new to this and are excited about what we're sharing, mm-hmm. and again, I don't think there's one plan for, for everyone, and I'm Definitely. very clear about that. Just, you know, someone's day three might be completely different to someone else's. If someone is committed to better sex and improving their sex life, what's possible in 30 days? Is it something that they should go in slowly? Is it something that they should just go, okay, there's really, we can make a major shift in 30 days? I just would like to set some expectations for people. Okay. Day one, have the awareness that this is what you would like to create. And on day one, you then also have to do a personal inventory of who you are in presenting yourself to, let's say, you are, if you are not in a relationship, how is the world seeing you? Who are you attracting? And do a very honest inventory of what you look like, your body, you know, your profession. Because here's what I refer to, Ariane. People have what I call social currencies. And social currencies are what you look like, how much money you've got, your job, where you live. And those are all things that tend to make you be more desirable. But what you have to do is you also have to be honest about who you're going to be able to pull in or who you would be interested in, right? Yes. I mean, I see men who are 45 years old, and one gentleman describes them. He says, oh, honey, they're like bruised fruit. And they're trying to get the 25-year-old women who can have whomever they really want. And they don't have, they are still looking at those women, but they don't have and aren't being realistic about who is going to find them attractive. The same thing for the woman who remains, oh, you know, the best part of my life was when I was in college and still maintains that same hairdo, that same way of dressing, and hasn't moved past that. You have to look at who you are in order to attract in, because who you're attracting is how the whole, you know, whole thing is going to you know, play itself out. Now, is, that, is this making sense? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Now, the other thing, you then have to put yourself into a place and a position to be attractive, and to attract. I mean, if you are not, if someone comes home and the only thing you are doing is constantly taking care of the children or constantly sitting in front of your computer, they're not going to be able to interact with you. Number, point number three, attention. You, not intention, attention. Your attention is the most seductive thing you have. And when you pay attention to someone, I don't care, as I say, if it is a fish, if it is a plant, or a human (laughs) being, (laughs) they all respond. Yeah. And so, and I mean, one of the main reasons that affairs occur and that they occur at work or, you you know, interpersonal relationships occur at work is someone is giving their attention to someone. And as I say, when someone would say to you, oh, my God, there is something about you, well, quite frankly, you don't care what that is. You're just glad you got it. Mm -hmm. And that's where 
if you show it attention. But you, it can't be that, you know, sort of slimy thing. And what you have to know is it doesn't matter, you know, speaking about my books and, you know, the number of different countries, and I speak worldwide, it doesn't matter what country that I have spoken in, whether it's to women or to men, the person who makes a point of telling people how amazing they are sexually invariably is not. Mm. And both women and men all have the same reaction, not. Mm. So it is not a question of telling people how amazing you are. It's more of letting them see that you are interested and interesting. Now, for women, here's the point. Men want to be with women they are proud to be seen with and that the other men in the room would want to be with. Now, this does not mean the woman who dresses in the, you know, short shorts with the shirt cut down to here and, you know, everything completely on display. Admittedly, you are going to get attention from that, but that is not necessarily the person that this man wants to be pr- is, is proud of. He's likely going to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to be able to get some, but that is not the woman that he wants to bring to events where you know, he wants to show off someone that he's proud of. Mm. It, and that's one of the tough ones to get across to many women. Men know it. So what does make a man proud of his woman? <clears throat> she looks good. She's smart. Person, never underestimate personality, ever. Now, I will tell you, I see women who are 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. Now, for most men, 20 pounds overweight is not the issue. What is the issue is when someone stops caring about how they look. That's I mean, because I know many large women, and they are very comfortable in their bodies. They are happy with what they look like, and, but they take care of themselves. Men do not want to be with a woman who isn't feminine. And the same way, women want to be with a man. Here's, here's a point, Ariane. When you're looking at being in a relationship, For most women, they have an elastic plastic support system of friends. So they have their friends from high school. They have their friends from work. They're gay friends. The friends they're going to meet next week, the friends at the gym, their family. They have all of these people who are their support system. So one of the more important questions I ask women, talking about, let's say, in the first 30 days of being with someone, are you proud to introduce this man to your closest girlfriends or this partner to your closest girlfriends. And the reason that's the tough question, your closest girlfriends only have your interests at heart. And they know when you are not matching up with someone who brings out the best in you. Have you seen that with your friends? Totally agree with you. Because <laughs> we all... I mean, I have had so many girlfriends who I know are having sex with being with some male or being with some partner, and you never meet that person. Yes, I've had the same thing happen, especially here. Yeah, and you and I both know 
I mean, I, you know, after having worked in this area, it's like, that's why. It's because they're not proud to introduce that person to their girlfriends. Because their girlfriend will tell them. And then there also comes that point where if the person isn't the right person, you and I as the friend, we have to, like, button it after a while. Absolutely true. You know, if they choose to be with them. So you need, here's the other thing, when you're looking at the first 30 days, do not just be in a relationship because you want to be in a relationship. Be in a relationship because it resonates with your heart. As I tell people, Ariane, I cannot tell you how many times I see people making this next mistake. They choose someone based on the right time, not based on the right person. And then they end up saying, okay, now it's time for me to get married. Now it's time for me to have a child. Now it's time for me to do all these things. And what happens is they pass by the person that resonated with their heart. So when, and I say this to men in my gentleman seminar, I say it to women, please do not choose based solely on a list and your timetable. You will likely be choosing the wrong person because what happens You get together with this person. They look perfect on paper. When you have a child with someone, and that's invariably the reason why most people make, you know, go like this, okay, time for me to, you know, have children, time for me to reproduce. And please don't let anyone tell you that men do not have a biological clock. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) Their biological clock, however, is tied to the size of their wallet. So when their wallet gets to a certain size, boom, time to produce heirs. Very interesting. So here we have, and so men will often choose a woman, the next one who comes along, who is of perfect reproductive age, perfect look, and goes, that's the one. And it isn't the one that when he looks at her, he sees his children. That probably was another woman. Hmm. So he has, the, has these children or has a child. When you have a child, you get stripped down to the basics of who you are because you are exhausted, there's something else that has to be the focus. And what happens is these people turn around and go like this, Egad, who did I marry? Who am I in this relationship with? And they don't even know that person because they chose based on something other than who the person was. Lou, I want to I wanna, um, ask you, people who have not had great sex necessarily, who are in long-term relationships, married or not married, mm-hmm. they might be listening to this going, well, I've never really had great sex, so I'm not even sure it's possible. Are you of the mind frame that anyone can have great sex? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Your body has the ability to create tremendous amounts of pleasure for you. What often happens is you just don't know how to do it, or you have not been exposed to it yet. So for many, we get the message that the man on top, male superior, intercourse position is supposed to be the be-all, end-all. Well, FYI, it is not. Probably only 10 to 15% of women, if that, um, are orgasmic in, with the man on top position of sex. And the reason is completely understandable. That is a thrusting, not a close-in, rocking, constant stimulation motion of the clitoral area. Here's the other thing. For people who don't know about, you know, great sex, they may not have. It's like in less, your sexuality is an appetite. 
unless you've gone out and tried different things, you may not know the areas that are, you know, phenomenally tasty for you. If you don't know that oysters work for you because you've never tried them, how would you know? If you don't know, if you've never experimented with different types of oral sex, you wouldn't know, which, by the way, is the number one way that most women are, you know, orgasmic. Uh, It's constant contact, warm, soft, and, you know, you need to have a partner who knows what they're doing. Not the little tongue flicking that occurs in adult videos. And that occurs like that so that they can have a shot. It doesn't occur because it works. <laughs> yeah. Lou, on people who actually want to improve the technique aspect of things, mm-hmm. there's a lot of places, a lot of ways to go. Again, where do people start? Do they buy books? Do they buy your videos? Do they buy toys? Do they buy extra things? Do they create a bedroom that feels right? Walk people through what do they actually need beyond now the intention, the psychology that we've been talking about. Right, and the awareness that it is possible for them. Correct. Correct. That, I mean, if you have a friend who you are comfortable talking about, particularly for women, men have a tougher time because men you know, if they're trying to, you know, create this for themselves, being born male puts you at a slight disadvantage because you're, you know, you're born male and you're just supposed to know. Women, on the other hand, have more permission to not know about sexuality and to look for the information and know that they don't know. What I would say is if you find a book that has step-by-step illustrations, that's why my books became the bestsellers that they were. They were step-by-step techniques of what, Thousands of people have shared with me that the top ideas. And here's the reason I can speak about this subject so easily, Ariane. Information is not about me. It's everybody else. Mm-hmm. So look for the style of information that works best for you. Most men, it tends to be illustrations. It could be a video. They finally have some really good instructional videos that just came out that for those of us who are within the area of sexuality education and therapy that are terrific. You can look at, you can go to an adult store. You're going to find people who are going to be more comfortable speaking about it, but whether or not they're going to be speaking to you and what works for you, this is an exploration. So you have to have the comfort level to go and find information. You can look for it online, but I'll tell you, a lot of the things that you are going to read are not necessarily going to be the things that most people connect with. They connect with another person telling them something. Does that make sense for you? And someone can say, you know, but here's the other point. No one really knows what's going to work for everyone else's nerve system. My suggestion is collect a number of different ideas, like a buffet of ideas, and try one. Let's say you're not being kissed the way you really would like with your partner. And you can walk them through step-by-step on how to kiss you the way you prefer. So do you want me to tell them how to do that? Sure. (laughs) It's like, please. (laughs) When you are kissing someone, and this can be someone who is a long-term partner or someone, you know, who is new to you. Kiss them. Stop. Kiss them the way you love to be kissed. Stop. 
tell them, ooh, you know, I love kissing. You know, gets my motor running, whatever term you wish to use. Step back, kiss them again, and then look at them and say, oof, will you show me what it feels like to be kissed by me? That way, you've shown them what you like, and then they can kiss you as you have guided them. And then there is no judgment. Because the biggest thing for people when they are doing things, they don't want to feel like they're doing it wrong or they're being stupid or that someone's going to, you know, judge them. They want to know that they're comfortable with it. And most people typically want to have one or two take-it-home moves that they know that they have a lot of confidence in. So here's the other thing. When you are looking for ideas, look for something that is going to build on the area that you already feel you know you have, you know, some skill at. You know, people who know how to dance have, you know, freedom to go up and dance. People who know that they have an awareness of how to touch someone, how to touch arms, you know, most people will touch the way they like to be touched. So women tend to touch more lightly and tentatively. Men tend to touch too firmly and go directly to action spots. So I suggest to men, gentlemen, start more lightly and more on the outside. Because, and here's the other thing I will tell men. Please, gentlemen, do not put a tongue in a woman's ear unless she has specifically asked you to do so. <laughs> For most women, it feels like their head is in a dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> not attractive. Yeah. Now, there are those women who do like it, but you've got to get ideas that resonate with you. And you have to be honest with yourself. If you want to look at adult material, look at that and get ideas. If you want to look at a book, collect those. Then... You know, and you may not have a partner. What you have to do is savor what you have that you might be able to share. Now, I do know some people who go, oh, my God, well, as soon as I've got something, I, you know, immediately want to try it on someone. Well, if you have a, you know, a friend who has benefits, try that. Yes. (laughs) You know, if that's not the case, I mean, this is, you know, it may be an old boyfriend. You can say, listen, I just tried this. I want to know whether or not it works. But be aware, when you, are, when you are sharing this information with someone, sexuality is a very powerful way of communicating. So I'm curious, are there two or three things that all men love and women should do a lot more of and all women love and men should do a lot more of? <laughs> Oh, where do we start? Yes. I said two or three. (laughs) Okay. We're going to keep it to two or three. When, for the majority of men, one of the things that they do really enjoy is great oral sex. For, For many men, it is oral sex and being able to play out some of their fantasies. And the reason that men do not ask... Here, let me go back to the oral sex section. The reason men so like this, A, they, again, going back to attention, you, they are completely the center of your attention. They can relax into sensation. They do not have to do anything. They are the center of your world, the center of their world, their penis is being attended to, and their only job is to receive sensation. Versus with intercourse, men are doing a lot of stuff, you know. It's 
There's up on their arms. There's strong abs, which is why I now know there are such so many ab machines at the gym. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they are, you know, doing, you know, thigh work, particularly if they're man on top, using the bounce of the bed in order to, you know, maintain the motion. So for men, the reason oral, they get to be the center of the universe, and best way to do this, prop them up and ask them to watch. Leave a light on. Men typically like to have a light. Backlighting if you're concerned about, you know, shadows. With the fantasies, many men would like to try a fantasy, but they won't do it because they worry that they are going to get rejected by their partner because they, the partner is going to think it's sophomoric or stupid or they're going to be disrespected. But what I say to people about fantasies we all have the ability to drive down the street, walk down the street, and look at something in a window and go, ooh, that would be nice, whether it's a cake or a dress or see a car or something, or, you know, a person go, ooh, now that would be nice. So on a day-to-day basis, we look at things and go, ooh, now wouldn't that be nice to try? Here's the other thing. On a day-to-day basis, we have many different roles that we play who we are. So for you, you are a daughter, you know, you run this company, you have traveled to different countries, you know how to wear different hats when it comes to being CEO, and you have a different mindset with each one of those that you are, all of which are who Ariane is. So as I say to people, if we have the permission to have wear different hats and to have different tastes and likes just by what we see, why wouldn't we give ourselves that same permission in the area of sexual expression? You know, so whether it's wanting to have used velvet ties on someone or wanting to, you know, do something a little more risky and push the envelope. But for many men, they want to try things, and that's the thing that has them, you know, that keeps, you know, the spice coming back into something. Is there a top male fantasy? It depends on the man. What? Oh, here's the thing. In their fantasies, the biggest thing that their fantasies often have as the main component is he is giving her untold sexual satisfaction. The you know the massive woo 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 factor. Okay, Lou. What about women? Okay, for women, they want to know that they are tremendously desirable, and that the man—it's almost like the man can't resist them that she's got that something he can't get enough of. So it's not an action or a technique for the women. It's more an emotional and a feeling. For many women. Now, for some women, I, I know one woman who I just had lunch with, you know, a good friend of mine last week, it's phenomenal sex. Now, if, you're just, if it's just phenomenal sex, I mean, that's your body connecting with someone. But for the majority of people... How they have their best sex is when they are emotionally connected to someone, both for women and for men. For women, I, you know, someone who is willing to try and do things with them and loves their body the way it is. Lou, I've noticed on your website you have a lot of different sex products. Mm-hmm. Anything you would recommend for couples in their first 30 days? If... They, for many couples, many times men will think, oh, dear, I don't want to be using a vibrator or anything because that's going to, you know, then I'll be replaced by the vibrator. (laughs) And my comment is 
Gentlemen, you know how you are about the remote control. Think of this the same way. This allows you to create tremendous amounts of sensation. You're in charge of the remote control. And, gentlemen, I have yet to meet a man who can oscillate with the vibration that a vibrator can. Many men refer to it as, you know, mother's little helper. Yes. <laughs> Start with something that is smaller and does not necessarily have a form of penetration. Some men, you know, don't want to have something that feels like it's going to take the place of their penis. The other thing I say to women and men, nothing is going to replace the feel of a man's body and nothing is going to replace the feel of a woman's body. A man's hand may be faster than intercourse with someone or oral sex with someone, but still there is a tremendously different sensation that occurs if a woman is doing something or he's, you know, having sex with a woman. If you know, and if vibration works for a woman, please know vibration works for a man as well. This, again, is about experimentation. Um, I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious in your research, you mentioned that it's really like a, a buffet and an appetizer. Mm-hmm. In general, I don't know if you can put a number to this, the average person out there, do you feel that they've explored... 10% of what's possible, 50% of what's possible? Like, like how much more is there for people in the field of better sex, improving your sex life? I would say that for, if we're talking, I mean, it would depend on which group we're speaking about, which demographic we're referring to. More, I, I would think that once people have had an awareness of sexuality and, you know, had a partner, had partners. With each person that they are with, they probably realize an additional 10 or 15% that they did not know because how can they possibly know what that other person knew? But I would say for majority of people, they probably only know 30% of what's available, if that. Amazing. And here's the other thing. Many women and men do not realize women are capable of having 10 different types of orgasms. Men are capable of having eight different types of orgasms. For, you know, women and men, there are two separate nerve systems, sexual nerve systems, that can create orgasmic potential. For women, the G-spot area and the upper vaginal vault is a completely different nerve system than the system that enervates or powers the clitoral area. So front vaginal wall, you know, G-spot stimulation, deep penetration feels completely different. And many women say, oh, it feels completely different. Well, congratulations. (laughs) That's because there's two different nerve systems. They're working perfectly. Men have the same thing. That's why prostate massage for men or anal pleasuring for men feels completely different than penile sensation. Now, to go to that, for some men, they feel that if they enjoy anal play, it means that they are, you know, secretly gay or they have a gay, you know, something that hasn't come to the surface. It's unconscious. Well, my point is women do not think they're gay if they enjoy anal pleasure. But for men, believe me, you do not have to have an area of your body stimulated to know that you're gay. If you're gay, you know you're gay. Yeah. It's not going to come up because you felt something. <laughs> Lou, have you seen um, at the end of 30 days, at the end of 60 days, 90 days, mm-hmm. can you tell, like, 
the advantages of people who really are having better sex, improving their sexuality, their sensuality? Absolutely. Can you you point to things like... Oh, okay. Now, just to go back to one other thing for the first 30 days, one of the other things many people overlook are lubricants. And as people have said to me, I had no idea there was so much fun in those little bottles. You know? And the other thing, in the first 30 days, you have got to make, if you're in a long-term relationship, you have got to make the time commitment for the two of you to be together. If you don't make that time, no one else is going to. Okay? Now, the 30, 60, 90 days, the things that you will see that make the difference and how you can tell the difference. Yeah. Like, why, why even bother? Some people might just go, you know what, not sure. Like, what, what are the advantages? What are when, some of the things that people might not even realize come out of this? When you have confidence on that most personal part of your life, it shows up in every area. And it shows up as a, it's, it's a quiet confidence. But I will tell you, when you have that, you have that same thing typically in areas of work. When you are doing something, you know, when you are doing something you don't normally do, let's say you want to try a new sport or try a new class, a kickboxing boxing class, something which requires a form of physicalness, when you feel good about that area, the rest of your body reflects that. There's a level of confidence that comes out. And as confidence shows up, that often shows up as better productivity and better satisfaction in other areas. Do you think, think like, um, exercise, diet, nutrition, alcohol, do those have a big impact on on people's sexual activities, lives? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we think about it, one of the bigger things that many people will realize, I mean, however you feed that vehicle you call your body that takes you through life, that is one of the biggest things that you can improve on, you know, almost immediately. The other area for people, if you want to really work on something for your body and for your sex life, start practicing yoga. Start a yoga practice. For men, this will not only improve their golf game, Immeasurably, it allows them to <laughs> truly. And as men say, "You mean I can be better horizontally, and I can lower my golf score? I'm signing up." And what it does is it gives them greater flexibility, and it gives them better ability to have stamina during sex. It's wonderful. <laughs> so I'm going to have to. We're going to have to close this up. But one of the things I do with all the experts I have the honor of speaking to is I have three first 30-day signature questions that are okay. quick and short, and they're really focused about change because that's what we're, we're committed to. So the first one is, what is the belief that you personally go to when you're going through any time of change? What is it that helps you through any form of change? When I realized that five seconds ago wasn't now, and change is something that is all around me. And even when things get tough, I know that it's just there for a period of time. Great. Next one, fill in this sentence. The best change, the best thing about change is? Oh, that you can create the end result. 
Wonderful. And what about this one? The best change that you have ever made is? Um, knowing that when I move that I will always land on my feet and I can create whatever I want. And I will bet, Ariane, you know from having moved the number of times you have <laughs> that <laughs> change is just you find out more about who you are when you go through it. Very true. Lou, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Sharing your story, your wisdom. I uh, I could talk to you a few more hours, and I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to talk again. I hope to meet you in person. Oh, we will, absolutely, my dear. I'm sure the listeners here and the people who are going to be reading this are going to value the experience and, and the knowledge. The best place for them to to find you and hear more about you is through your website. So I'm mm-hmm. going to have you just make sure that they hear that loud and clear. Okay. It's www.loupaget.com. Wonderful. And so that's loupaget.com. Loupaget.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this. Today, I've been speaking with Lou Paget, one of America's top sex experts and authors on the subject. For other interesting and inspiring interviews, come visit us at our website at first30days.com. Thanks for listening to Change Nation from first30days.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes in the Society and Culture section under Philosophy. Make sure you take time to leave us feedback about the show. We'd love to know what you think. Change Nation is a production of first30days.com. Copyright 2008. All rights reserved.